WWE Crown Jewel was quite the show and Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. If you're joining us live, get your comments on screen. If you're watching on demand, get your comments on screen. Was this the best WWE show in Saudi Arabia? Let us know. Sound off right now. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Quite the show, gentlemen. Watch out. Quite watch out. the show. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Uh, if you're just joining us live, sound off. Get on screen. Get your comments on screen. I'm Kev Cum. That is Jose G in Florida. That is Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska, if he asks you. And, uh, of course, we're talking about the big event that went down in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, a massive, massive event. Part of WWE's very lucrative and very profitable 10-year deal that we were several years into now with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. All the socio-political things about... Uh, Saudi Arabia hang over every single one of these shows, a country that is uh, repressive in, in comparison and the ideas of many Western states. Uh, obviously, there is the controversy with the journalist be, being uh, murdered several years ago. We can talk about those things, but we can also talk about wrestling. That's really what we do. So we expect some people whenever we do these Saudi Arabia shows for people to bring those things up, which is completely fine. Uh, but those things aside, if we, those things never happen, let's be completely hypothetical. Mm. This was a really good show i thought yeah, this was a really really, really strong show top to bottom uh vicky hums us saying this is the best one yet uh michael saying great show brutal ending did not like the ending <laughs> a lot of people on a lot of people on the internet did not like the ending at all because we get the same it's the same crap every time with roman reigns match so I see why there's hate on that. Oh, my God, Jeremy. It's like a heel isn't supposed to do heel things. But uh, come on. Mix it up a little bit here. Come uh, on. How are we supposed to mix it up? Wouldn't it mean more if he went into WrestleMania with this big, long title lane? Everyone wants build, 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 build. But then when a heel cheats and makes you upset, it's like WWE did me wrong. No, yeah. the villain did you mix wrong. Mix up your cheating. Mix up your cheating. It gets yeah, a little stale. You know, you know Lesnar's are going to be around for the next 18 months. So they got plenty oh, yeah. of time to, like, to kind of bring this back around. <laughs> Yeah, like we said on my podcast, which actually hasn't even been uploaded yet, so it's going to be, we recorded it last night, but uh, uh, Matt uh, said that he fully expects Lesnar to win the Rumble and set up a rematch at Mania with these two guys. We'll see how this happens. So the big main event that just uh, came on air, if you're just joining us, we'll work our way through the whole card. Get your comments on screen. Hammer that like button. I can see how many of you are watching. Hammer that like button. First yeah. time viewers, tell us where you guys are watching from. Give us your one to ten. <laughs> Give us your 1 to 10 rating on today's WWE Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Let's talk about the main event. WWE Universal Championship, what has been billed as the biggest match of the year. A huge rematch, the return of Brock Lesnar, his first match in nearly two years. Uh, and back in the ring, 19 months since we saw him at WrestleMania 36. Looking like a million bucks. Big time entrance. Huge pop for him in this main event on a show that lasted several hours with a crowd that did not let up against the Roman Reigns, who's pretty much the top villain in all of professional wrestling right now. And I will include any televised promotion. He is the man. There is not mm -hmm. a more devious villain in the business right now with Heyman at his ringside. You had Heyman throwing the title with the referee down <laughs> in between them. Was Heyman going to side with his former You know what beast? to do with it. How how Dude, how perfect was that? You got it right exactly in between those two right guys. Right in the middle. Yeah. Like, what are a good the odds? I'm, I'm wondering if he practiced that beforehand. Right. Just to make sure he lands right in between both of them. Not a little bit to Brock, not a little bit to Roman, just in the middle. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, Brock grabs the title. Roman grabs the title. And I like this because this is a throwback to their yeah. previous exchange for the title where they did a tug of war with the belt where people thought that was lame. This was really cool where the title was mm -hmm. literally going to decide who won the match, the championship belt itself. And Brock got it only to be super kicked by the Usos with the referee out of the way. And Roman smashes him with the title and wins. I thought this was a compelling match. I thought the, I didn't mind the ending. I thought this was a crafty ending to have Roman continue to be a heel. Brock mm -hmm. still looked like a beast. Brock still looked awesome. Leapfrogging over uh, Roman, which is very impressive at his size. I like this. Jeremy, you don't seem like you're a fan of it. No, because they, they, it's the same thing over and over again. They, they, they really need to mix up these things because it's always just the Usos in, super kick, Roman wins. And so it, it's getting really stale. And if you look at the consensus of people in the chat, on Twitter, 
all over the consensus is they didn't like the ending because we see the same thing over and over there was nothing compelling i don't think with the ending just because we've seen it so many times so what what else do they do besides put the belt on brock then well i I think they could easily mix things up with roman being a heel but it's always the same formula that's why people are not liking the ending you can see it clear as day in the chat and on twitter that it was almost unanimous that people did not like that ending because he's a heel you're well, not we've supposed se- to like heels, Jeremy. Mix it up. We've seen it before. Yes, get creative. Heels do what works, and then get they piss creative. you off. They're heels. Get, get creative. I'm going to be in the minority here. I'm going to be in the minority here because I actually think this was a smart ending just for the simple fact that we're going to be getting Brock for the next year and a half. You have to prolong the story. How do you get the audience to tune back in? Yeah, you give them an ending that is, is not going to be to your satisfaction, but you want to know what's going to happen next because you know Brock is not going to stand for what just happened, him being super kicked by both of the Usos while the referee was out. So there's still a story here, and the way that it ended, yeah, the way that Roman does it with, with the Usos and the bloodline, I can understand where you're coming from, Jeremy, but you need to prolong this story one way or another because this story isn't over yet. People chiming in from South Africa to South Carolina. If you're watching with the first time, thank you so much. Don't be afraid to stick with us through the whole show. If you can't watch uh, uh, all the way live, don't worry. We're going to put this up. You'll be able to watch it on our YouTube or Facebook, all that good stuff. And you'll be able to get the podcast in yours as well on Apple and Spotify. Uh, I-, I thought this was fine. Roman Roman is so over. I don't think this is the time to take the belt off him. That's no. the counter argument I have. This is not the time to take the belt off of him. And no. if, if he's a crafty villain, you're not supposed to like him. Villains do things you don't like while they say they're the best. He's a villain. So he did villainy things. And mm-hmm. I don't mind this. They haven't done a ref bump finish like this in a long, long time. So I didn't mind that. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I did have a little up. problem with that. Oh, when he, when he picked he him up like on the right seat. in the middle. <laughs> Roman like, just, or, or it's, Brock it's just so obvious. Oh, he's gonna, he's about to take a yeah. bump. Like he just walked in into into his kick. I mean, it was just, it was just ridiculous. That was hilarious when Brock picked him up and just dropped. It was Charles was really funny. <laughs> Timmy Landis checks in saying Brock needs to go. He needs to go. Brad check checking in. You say uh, Roman Reigns acknowledge him as your tribal chief. Acknowledge him, Jeremy. Acknowledge you have him. To acknowledge him. Acknowledge me. Yes, I, uh, I love there was a sign in the crowd that said, I acknowledge you. <laughs> there was just a sign. That said, I uh, there's another one. I think it was last week. said, no, you acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people will chime in here. Once again, if you're with us for the first time, let us know what you think and uh, tell us where you guys are watching from, especially we have a lot. A lot of people join us after the paper use for the first time. So I know this is a fun thing. Uh, we do shows like this all the time. Monday through Friday, we have the top story. Monday nights we have Vince Russo, Vince Russo, Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw. Friday night we have Dutch Mantel with you after SmackDown and Rampage, plus exclusive interviews like uh, Paul Heyman just did one with us last week. Drew McIntyre and Dominic Mysterio all available on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe as well. Uh, Check it out here. Uh, Overall, let's jump into other matches in the show. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, let's start off with the kickoff show, man, because the kickoff show was actually pretty damn good, too, because we had the Usos go up against the Hurt Business. Uh, It was a non-title match. It was just to kind of get the crowd started, uh, but the Usos were able to get a solid win over the Hurt Business. But it was the opening match of this main card, the Hell in the Cell, Edge versus Seth Rollins 3. It was a masterpiece from beginning to to end that match it man if that match doesn't get match of the year i don't know mm-hmm. what match can get match of the year because the the storytelling from the get to the ending was absolutely amazing the real winner in this match is seth rollins because seth rollins made edge look absolutely amazing they told a beautiful story at the end edge just kind of acknowledging what had just transpired between him and seth rollins after the pin I thought that was beautiful. Uh, it, it was just a fantastic match. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I love this Hell in a Cell match. This is easily the best WWE Hell in a Cell match uh, in some time, at least in the last year or so. Uh, I saw a great Agreed. tweet uh, from our compatriot across the ocean there in, in the UK. Louis Dengar, give me sport. He had a great tweet. I like this. I thought this was appropriate. Rollins is in one of the least well-received Hell in a Cell matches with Bray Wyatt, and they – to bury Bray Wyatt and they're supposed to put the title on him, all these different things, right? The red lights and people are so mad, right? And then he's in this match, which does everything right and did, did told the story perfectly. Uh, had Edge get the biggest win he's had since coming back into WWE besides Royal Rumble. 
Uh, loved it. It was hardcore for all the right reasons. The weapons mm-hmm. weren't just things that were there. Uh, you know, they were part of the story. Just like the belt was a part of the story. I love this. This is easily one of the best WWE matches of the year. Up there with uh, Elena Dragunov and Walter. Up there with Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa and Walter. Up there with Roman Reigns' big matches he's had earlier this year against Cesaro. This is one of those great, great matches. I don't care where you stand or what your tribalism is. This was an awesome show with this match uh, at both ends. The beginning and the end were strong. And if that's if that's your judgment of a good wrestling show, this is a great wrestling show. Rose saying Edge versus Seth, best match of the year. She loved it. So uh, uh, wh- where do you go now with these guys? Mm. I don't know. That's a good question, man. I mean, they're still both going to be on the same brand as both of them got drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're both going to be there. I, you know, WWE has this thing where they say that the chapter has ended, but has it really? <laughs> God, I, they, said what, it, they said it a lot though tonight. That this yeah, is yeah but, but don't believe that, dude, because they're still going to be on the yeah. same brand. I don't be surprised if we get another uh, another run at it. And then, and then maybe we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll call it quits between these two. Eventually, eventually, whenever they break up AJ Styles and almost got to have AJ Styles and Edge work a program, man. That's going to be, be absolutely. Yeah, yeah you got it. I'm not opposed yeah. to that at all. Uh, big comment here from uh, Pratik Banjaj. She says, awesome WWE, awesome uh, pay-per-view show. Better than WrestleMania and SummerSlam. I would say this mm. show's better than SummerSlam, better than Extreme Rules, too. Uh, this is, this is, this has got to be in contention for WWE, those big Saudi Arabia shows where they get a lot of money. This has got to be one of the best ones they've done. Oh, it has it's to be. definitely the best. It's definitely the best Saudi or Middle Eastern show they've done by far, because uh, before that, they've been glorified live events. And this was actually it felt like a pay-per-view and it delivered nearly. Um, I almost say every match pre- pretty much delivered. Uh, I agree. Pe- I completely agree. Uh, a lot of people texting in here. Obviously, we've covered Edge and Roman, Edge and Rollins. Fantastic match. What else can you say about it? It was absolutely fantastic. I love yeah. uh, Edge's way to connect with the camera when he was selling mm-hmm. something was so compelling. Rollins is such a good heel. The way they use the weapons, it was yeah. just everyone was on point. Yeah, I love that. about some of these bumps and some of these spots, though, because there was a really dangerous spot that Seth Rollins, so when he was on the top rope, Edge pushed him off. Not only he bumped into the Hell in the Cell cage, he went through a table on the way down, yeah. which was He was like a basketball. He, he yeah. bank shot at him into the table. <laughs> Boom. Like, like a and, pool shot, like a trick shot. Yes. Absolutely. Eight and then you got that pocket. other and then you got that other spot where Edge hits his move on the staircase, but then he his crotch lands right in between of the corner of that first step, which I don't know who took the worst bump there, if it was Edge or, or Seth, because both <laughs> looked to take it pretty nasty, man. Yeah. I and I thought the use of the chain with the stomp that was was, great was brilliant. Because obviously they played it off with um you know uh, how brutal the stomp is for Edge in his career and his neck injuries, and they they played it off as such a serious thing with the uh, the Madison Square Garden match. And so then they put the chain on the boot, and you're like, oh god, what if he lands this? What's going to happen to Edge? So I thought that was a a really unique and well done spot in, in the match there. And of course, uh, when he goes for the stomp, he gets a little chair to the old Broskies right there. <laughs> uh, so I thought overall that whole that whole that whole sequence was pretty good. Overall, a lot of people saying they like this show a lot, you know, Uh, so we're we're getting some great responses to it. Uh, Let's jump into some other matches on the show, because there was, I think, very few matches on the show did not like excel or over deliver. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the tournament finals, because I think these these were a big talking point coming into the show. Queen's Crown uh, underwhelmed in terms of the build on television with the women. This is people were mad that first off, they didn't call it Queen of the Ring. I think that's a legal thing. There's a re- there's probably a reason why they can't do that. <clears throat> and, and then they go with it. The matches that are very, very short on TV that upset some fans. Uh, and it makes these matches feel less than the other women's titles matches. But that those are the women's champions. Those matches should feel more, right? Yeah. Well, so we, the- get, we get to this, though. We get a, a solid final with a solid heel in Zelina Vega, who's been back with WWE for a few months now, uh, but hasn't had anything super significant besides this tournament. Then we had Dewdrop, formerly known as Piper Niven in NXT UK, who's been getting a highlight. She's been getting a lo- little bit of a spotlight on, on Raw uh, and breaking away from from her former teammate and Eva and being treated like a positive, fun, colorful babyface. Fine match. They have to come out there. They are like, what, the third or fourth women's match that's ever been presented here yeah. in Saudi Arabia? 
fine finish. The code red uh, with that size difference between Dewdrop and that finish to flip it, kind of flipping into a power bomb, was very impressive to see Selena Vega win it. They yeah. teased it. They didn't do it. They did a big clothesline. They teased it again, and when they finally did it, that was the end of the match. Very effective stuff. Selena Vega's a heel. She wins clean. She's your queen of the WWE ring. What say you, boys? Uh, again, uh, the 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 uh, the knock on this whole tournament was how much time they gave the women. They didn't even give these women six minutes. They went a little just under six minutes. And so <clears throat> once again, you know, that's going to be a talking point is just how much time they gave the women in this whole tournament. And the finals were actually no different. When you have a four hour show, you only gave them six. You didn't even give them six minutes in a four hour show. Uh, but I think. um creatively i think they can do a lot of great things with the zelina vega as the queen i think that was a great choice and uh i thought the visual of the code red was pretty cool too yeah uh, i'm i'm gonna be in the minority here because i know a lot of people i've read in not only in the chat but just online um they didn't feel like selena should have been the one right they, they feel like either should have been Liv morgan uh some people i thought Shayna baszler was going to make it to the final but yeah. you know it, it, it we have what we have zelina and Dewdrop were at the final. Um, let's not take the fact that, th let's not forget that this is something historic for these two women because not only this was the second ever women's match in Saudi Arabia, but this mm -hmm. is also the first ever Queen's Crown women's final in a foreign country. So this is kind of a big deal for both of them. So I'm trying to look at it from their point of view. Also, Zelina Vega, mwah, her being the queen of the ring, uh, this is this is monumental for her. She came back to the company and she's been taking L's left and right. I think this is something that she absolutely needed. And she's a heel. And I think she's this is going to be fun for her, fun to watch. And not only that, bro, but she's from New York. She's New Yorkian, Puerto Rican, representing Latinos mm -hmm. everywhere. Bro, we got a, we got a reina of the <laughs> WWE here. Yeah. Uh, other people chime in. Zachary saying Crown Jewel was damn good. This lines up with a lot of WWE pay-per-views overall where people bitch and moan about the TV week to week, and then the big show comes, and they watch it, and for the most part, they're pretty happy, or they complain about one big thing on the show. But overall, this is a very, very, very strong show. I differ with you, Jeremy, on the ending. I thought it was... I, I didn't mind it. I, I, I would say I've seen a better ending, but I didn't to say it was bad. It oh, was I never... Speech. I never said the ending was bad. I said it was bad that they only got less than six minutes. I thought, I thought the no, ending I'm was good. I'm saying the ending of the pay-per-view in general. Not, not oh, the oh. Let's jump over to the King <laughs> of the Ring. This was a match. Were they going to do it? Was WWE going to do it? I'm conditioned to hate WWE, and they're not going to give me the thing I want, but I'm going to watch the show, and I just want to see you Xavier Woods win, win the King of the Ring. Xavier Woods wants to be the King of the Ring. He says he wants to be the King of the Ring. It's all he's ever wanted to do, and they're going to take it away from him because I'm conditioned, based on my internet hatred, to, 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 hate, to hate what they're going to do. And what did they do, Jose? They gave the crown to Xavier Woods. They gave you what you wanted, people. They, so I don't want to hear about WWE never listens to what we got to say. Mm -hmm. We got it. He petitioned for it. Everybody loved it. Even the crowd, were, were they were booing Balor because even though <laughs> yeah. they're in a foreign country, they know their WWE stuff. For God's sakes, they started a holy shit chant in the one in the middle of a one couple of, of times, <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. and they started a, a "This is awesome" chant at the Hell in the Cell like three minutes in. So they know their stuff. And I just find it fitting that Xavier Woods now gets to be called King Xavier. May his rule be great. Yeah, Don't turn that camera. Keep that camera on me. I am the king. I have the power now. Don't you change that camera. I want you to keep that camera right on me. I don't care about that stupid cape. I call the shots. I am the I love he immediately didn't have a mic, but he just started cutting a promo. Because I think another thing is they think of the, the, the like, Fans can follow along and watch this on TV with subtitles and, and translation and stuff like that. And maybe there'll be a language barrier. You didn't see any in-ring promos tonight. It, it, it's notable for this crowd. And so he was immediately took that moment when he knew the camera was right there. I loved that. I thought yeah. that was absolutely brilliant. The, the crown looks cool. People were complaining about the cape. Oh, the cape. Quit. Who cares? All right. The crown looks cool. He won the crown. And, and Balor made him look like a million bucks. Balor didn't look like a joke. Balor didn't get jobbed out. Balor's no. 40 years old. He's an NXT champion. He'll be a WWE champion in the future. He's fine. He can take the L. Xavier gets what he wants. Mm -hmm. Xavier's king of the mid-card, baby. He's king of the mid-card, all right? 
<laughs> At least he's not lost in the mid card. No, hey, hey, not. hey, yeah, cheap plug, cheap plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw some people like, oh, get ready for ten matches with him and Baron Corbin as he tries to get his crown back. <laughs> oh God, don't, don't say that. It only took him what four seconds to bitch about it, right? You um, wanted this thing, then you get it, and then you're like, how quickly can I bitch about something? I saw that online. <laughs> uh, it was they never, never get let them have a win, man. Come on. It, it was great. It was great, and I love how he he directed the cameraman and it fired Kevin Dunn. Said, "I'm taking over now." That was great. It was a great moment, man. I mean, you 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 look around on the internet, you see his uh, up up down down buddies like Cesaro and, and Tyler Breeze getting excited on on Twitter and Instagram for it too, and it, it was just a. Just a, a tremendous moment uh, that uh, Xavier Woods gets to to live his dream here, and man, he's going to have some fun with it. We're going to have fun watching it. Uh, the Multiverse Show says, "All Goldberg haters, where are you now?" Well, we'll talk about Goldberg in a second. Don't worry, stick with us on that. <laughs> there's there's uh, haters. Uh, well, there always is, isn't there? Like so, uh, there always is. Uh, let, let's get it. Let's get into some other matches in the show. RK Bro retain Bro. the WWE Raw Tag Team titles over AJ Styles and Omos. Is this the end of AJ Styles and Omos? Reports ahead of the show is that WWE is going to break up Styles and Omos as a tag team in the WWE draft, but they ended up not doing that, feeling that Omos, the big man, uh, still needs some time under the uh, veteran tutelage of Styles uh, as a team. Yet they didn't go and give them the titles again here. Uh, what do you think here? Solid match? No, I, I wouldn't say super exciting. I enjoy that spinning gut wrench uh, move that Riddles does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made a fun entrance. Walking out on a camel was was a colorful way. <laughs> that, to was, yeah. that was uh, great. And, and it was certainly enjoyable where Riddles having such a great time and Randy's just like, let's just get in the ring, dude. <laughs> like, let's, just, let's just do this. Yeah, match. it felt if, if, if it was a fun match to watch, right? Uh, it, it almost <laughs> felt like a match that you would see on a Monday Night Raw. It, yeah. it, it wasn't like... Uh, nothing super explosive that was going to catch out of your attention. You almost knew that AJ Styles was going to try to hit the phenomenal uh, uh, form uh, and into an RKL, and that's exactly what we got. Um, yeah, uh, I think this is actually the beginning of the end between AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, now that we're going to get the new season premiere of Monday Night Raw starting next week with the new roster, um, this could be maybe a, a way for AJ to get back into the main title picture uh, and even – get Omos or maybe get him a U.S. title uh, 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 reign. I don't know. Something like that. Get him started somewhere. Well, they said, uh, you know, they, they, the main reason they didn't break them up in the draft was because Omos isn't ready. So maybe mm-hmm. it might not be time for him to go off into a single star yet. You could have AJ Styles go single and Omos be as heavy. You don't have to break mm-hmm. them up, really. You could have you could keep them together and, and keep him as the heavy. And then once you feel like Omos has progressed enough to where he can go out on his own now, then you have AJ turn on him and, and set up a little feud there. Uh, so, you know, I don't think they need to break him up in the time, uh, in the near future. They really didn't tease it at the end of this match either. You know, we'll see what happens on raw this week, but uh, I don't think they necessarily have to break them up. Um, especially since Omos isn't quite ready to go on his own yet. Uh, plenty to talk about on this show. Uh, I, like I said, I thought this was a pretty strong show overall. And one thing that was built to for quite some time since SummerSlam, actually, since this summer, is a very personal feud. First, it was for the title, and then it became a personal issue between one Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg. Now, the match they had at SummerSlam, which was for the title, became more of an angle mm-hmm. uh, with Goldberg's son, Gage, getting in the ring and being manhandled by Bobby Lashley, who, who claims that he didn't know who was behind him, and he immediately snuck a hold on him, right, and, 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 gave, and gave him his brutal, uh, his brutal full Nelson. Gage attacked him. It was Gage's fault. It was his fault. Yes. All right. So that's being debated. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Never stepped foot in ring in the first place. Right. True. Goldberg uh, wants revenge and has claimed that he would quote quote unquote murder and kill Bobby Lashley. Uh, kind of a not not a great thing to say. Not, not legal. Not not legal. And also no. <laughs> maybe connecting some dots with where you're running the show that you shouldn't bring that up. Just my just my call. Just kill, kill you Thursday. No, no. Maybe. and cut (laughs) so we get goldberg versus lashley and you know goldberg is a limited guy but he's explosive and he's quite the personality knows how to find the camera and and feels like a larger than life character and everyone's chanting his name when he gets out in the ring but bobby haas bobby 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 lashley still haas Uh, and and they had themselves a hell of a haas match here Mm -hmm. where they just wrecked each other 
I didn't mind this. I saw people complaining when uh, Bobby Lashley was getting wrecked on the outside. He's running from, he's on the run, right? He's on the run from Goldberg and he reaches over to the barrier. They're going to do the plow him through the, the, the barrier spot, right? Spear. And yeah. they've done it with Goldberg a handful of times. They're doing all of his big matches. Lashley goes to grab it and it moves. So it's clear that he's going to go through it, right? It's unhinged already. Oh, yeah. I saw everyone just going, oh, this is lame. This is, uh, just, I, was, I was like, shut up. Like you were just, re- you were watching a four hour show to bitch. Goldberg went out there in his mid 50s. I'm not saying he had the best match in the world. You're never going to get the best match in the world from Goldberg. You're going to get a Goldberg match. Are you going to get a great Goldberg match or a bad Goldberg match? Are we going to get what we had with him in the Undertaker a few years ago, which was a disaster, right? No, we did not get that. Goldberg no. got him up for the jackhammer. Goldberg could have finished him, Clean. and he just let the match go on. Mm. And it, but it made sense. It made sense because I want to continue to hurt you because you hurt my son. And it made sense. He could have won the match, but he didn't do that. Uh, and they had the hurt business get out there, and they took uh, back body drops on the entranceway and Come on, spears guys. them all through a table. Come on, like, guys. Why attack him one by one? You go at the same time. Yeah, well, that's the only nitpicky there. thing I gotta I gotta say about that. It was like, why why are you not attacking dumb heels at the same time? Yeah, they're dumb heels, <laughs> yeah. and he's he's the big baby face. They yeah. run it. They ran into his foot. Into his foot. That's what happened. They I'll tell you what, foot. though. I'll tell you what. Goldberg definitely, even though he has a bum knee for real, uh, I think he kind of held his own. He, I yeah. think he did. He you could tell the knee was in trouble. After yeah, that jackhammer. I think he did what he could, and yeah. he did it to the best of his ability. And you got to take your hat off to Bobby Lashley because without Bobby Lashley, that match wouldn't have turned out as good as it was. And Lashley, uh, Bobby Lashley, Lashley did also a is lot for North, Goldberg. I don't mean to cut you off. Lashley's no spring chicken himself, right? No. This guy is north of 40, but still looking like a million bucks, right? And takes care mm-hmm. of himself. Goldberg's only going to be in the ring a handful of times a year, right? And he had did have some trouble with the knee, but he was still moving around. Got him, got, got up there. Did the finish, speared him off of the platform through a table and all the different things they wanted to do. You got all the gaga. It hit any weakness that he had running the ropes or any of those different things you might see with him. He didn't get gassed. He looked good. Goldberg crushes Lashley, who put his hands on his son. What's to complain about? It was a solid Goldberg match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was the second straight lengthy Goldberg match that we got, and both of them Mm -hmm. against Lashley, and both of them were pretty good. The finish was a little off on that last one, but that was more of an angle. Uh, This was tremendous, I thought. I thought this was a perfect way of of how uh, uh, how you book a Goldberg match, much like when Goldberg took on... Brock Lesnar, and they only had five minutes, but they did so much in that five minutes. They did and, a lot, yeah, yeah. So they booked this very well. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if Goldberg was actually being legit with that knee. I thought he was maybe selling it, and if he was selling it, I thought he did a good job of selling it with the jackhammer and pulling it off for a guy in his fifties. I don't. So I don't know if that was legit or if he was selling. I thought he was just selling uh, the attack, and and that wasn't real. And if he was was selling, it looked tremendous on how he. He made it look like he struggled to get that jackhammer off, and I thought I thought that was a, a pretty cool sequence there. And of course, the end, uh, you know, great visual sparing him off the stage. Yeah, Jose, you want to jump on this comment here from Chef Michael? This is a solid one here. Let's do it. Uh, for once, uh, Goldberg was actually booked the right way. Doesn't need to be in the title picture at all. He's big enough as a draw as, as is. Go out there, have a slobber knocker, and look like a beast. Bravo, yep. WWE. I yep. think that's it. I think that puts it in a nutshell, Chef Michael. I think uh, th- you're absolutely right. He was booked the right way, but I also think that when you have the right dance partner, that makes a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. And Lashley, I think, was the perfect dance partner for Goldberg mm-hmm. tonight at Crown. And Jewel. also, Lashley didn't get jobbed out. You know, he, no. he got brutalized by Goldberg, and it was it made sense for the story, and it told the right story. You know, they gave you period of a story that's what you got here shout out to mark watching from north carolina go on throw your hands up spin it like a hell like <laughs> who knew pd pablo would show up today come on PD pablo, <laughs> uh so a lot we of people have, are... uh, we did have one of the saudis uh local go ahead and have a match tonight Mansoor had a match with Mas- yeah. Mustafa ali he got a pretty good reaction uh tonight in Riyadh. he got the win over ali uh, but it was what happened afterward when this guy in this karate gi in a red belt with a you know with an Arabian scarf wrapped an Olympic his head. gold medalist, <laughs> an Olympic silver medalist, silver medalist uh, in, in karate, Mr. Tarek Habdi. I think I'm saying that right, Tarek Habdi. Yep, H-A-M-D-I. and that guy kicked off Ali's head. <laughs> he, kicked, he just kicked his face. Yeah, after Ali was getting in his face, he's like, "All right, they're gonna score off." He gets kicked in the face. 
he gets a pop. Everybody goes home happy. At least they got a local guy there. But yeah, yeah, that guy got it. That guy got a tremendous pop, man. He did. If, he did. if I, uh, it would have been. It was kind of a mystique on who that was coming down to the ring. Um, though, if you are a fightful select uh, uh, subscriber, I knew who it was. Unfortunately, I already got spoiled on that. But it was pretty cool. He got a big pop. I mean, obviously, he's not. I don't think he's really familiar with anybody here you know i don't think anybody in the states is really too familiar with them unless yeah. they're big uh you know olympic or, or you know karate yeah, fans unless, but, yeah unless you're like combat sports fan and follow it like all the time you probably won't know who he is but apparently uh, in saudi uh he is a national a big deal. hero and a big deal so i think it was well uh well done by wwe to to put him in that particular segment and uh the hug with uh mansoor and raising the hand i thought it was a a tremendous moment for that show uh, the just uh, fine evening overall, and I, I got I know I brought up the crowd here. It didn't seem like they let up for most of this show. Oh no, they were on it from the get. Do they, they know? Do they know that shit's a cuss word, or are they just they just hear that regularly? And they think it's a great chant when something awesome happens. I wonder. Yeah, I think, I I think wonder. that's what it is. Do they know it's a cuss word? I have no idea. I have no I, idea. I'm curious. I gotta say, I also like that we, there, there was complaints with these early WWE Saudi Arabia shows that. Were they putting real fans in the front seats? You oh, know? yeah, they did. Oh, and yeah. you had a lot of real fans up close mm-hmm. for this show. And I thought that was the right way to go. It looked like this was a show that common people who love wrestling could come and see. This was not something where it was, mm-hmm. oh, only the only All like, the government, uh, the, yeah, high, only the, the rich government people. or like elites in our country are going to be able to come to this. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that is not a shot at AEW, by the way. It's just like, the <laughs> what's going on. oh, look at your tribalism. You just started. Oh, oh my God. Look out the chat. Tony Khan would never do this. The Khan company. Get, get, an exti- get a fire extinguisher for the chat. Look out. <laughs> you started. Look yeah, it was started. cool seeing the little kids, and it was kind of funny yeah. watching the security guys. Kind of okay, kids, get back and to your you, seats. And you I'm gotta believe, go, like Wu Tang, Goldberg is for the children. Oh Goldberg, yeah, man. Goldberg <laughs> did that spear all the way at this football long, like he had that football long entrance where he had to go and finish this. He had to take an Uber passion. to get that spear going. Then <laughs> yeah, he had to take an Uber to get that spear. <laughs> then he went. He he made an Uber run right back to the ring just to high five with the kids at ringside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just just to like come back. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna limp back down there just to let those kids know that I'm still a superhero. You know, it's about yeah. superhero. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a cool moment. Uh let's get into the women's triple threat match here. Uh this was a, a part of the show where I will say uh, something that was built up to that was expected may have slightly under delivered. And maybe this is the one part of the show where the crowd pulled back a little bit because they were into everything. They were in the queen's crown. They were into the king of the ring final. They were into Lashley and Goldberg and everything on the show. They were in, I think this is one time. And also this match was long. Uh, this match felt a little long on the tooth. Mm. It was a triple threat built around counter, 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 counter. I'm going to counter your thing and you're going to counter my thing. And like nothing felt like it breathed in this match. And no one really got to like there was parts where they were certainly standing out. And Bianca Belair got to put both of them up on her shoulders for a little bit. And they did some fun counter stuff. And Becky Lynch got the roll up finish on Sasha and she used the ropes, but it doesn't matter. It's a triple threat. You can get away with that. It's a crafty heel thing to do, right? I like how Cole like was like she cheated, and, and Graves like well, that was legal. Cole, it's a, it's a triple threat. It doesn't matter. That was, that's legal. Uh, this match for me in the beginning, the first half of the match was very sloppy. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a combination of the attire that all the women were were wearing in the ring during the match. I'm sure that had something to do with it. You know, from a comfort standpoint and being able to deliver the moves. Um, I don't know. I think that's also, you know, a, a lot of stuff focused on them because, again, this is a championship match being done on this crown jewel Saudi Arabia uh, landscape. And it's again, it's another historic, but I kind of feel like it, it fell flat a little bit on its face, to be honest. Uh, and it's nothing that the women did. I just think just like to Kevin's point, all we got to see was just a bunch of counter moves left and right. It was 20 minutes worth of counter moves. There weren't really any big dynamic explosive moves or spots that we typically see in a triple threat match, especially with these three women. This is this is a WrestleMania main event caliber matchup on paper, mm-hmm. but it just really under-delivered uh, when it came to performance. And 
I'm not going to hold any of them responsible. I just think it was just a matter of circumstance of, of, of the situation with the women over there in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but overall, man, I think they did the best they could. But yeah, it was a little sloppy for me. And, and I'm, I'm not a wrestler, so it always feels weird to say that. But I mean, you've watched enough. Let's matches. see you do it, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, but you've watched <laughs> enough matches where you see something go south. And yeah. there was just yeah. some parts in this match where, and there was some, there was some really, oh, yeah. really impressive stuff. Uh, and and it looked like it was another heel getting getting past him here. Now another mm-hmm. thing is that was the second to last match in the show. It had to follow the King of the Ring final, which was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of short matches, I think they had less than ten minutes, right? But in ter- terms of short matches that have to have a big thing, they got that of the King of the Ring final. Then you have another big powerhouse match uh, for the WWE Championship. Big E, his first mm-hmm. real major title defense against Drew McIntyre. And many True. times in this match, they made you think Drew McIntyre was going to take the title. Oh, yeah. Off of and they that was teased, a great match, too. And they teased and teased and teased to Claymore. And if he hit the Claymore on him, it would be a bad news. Caught him with the Claymore into a powerbomb. Caught him with the Claymore into a spinebuster. And then he hit him with the Claymore, and you thought, oh, this is bad news. He was able to get out of it. Uh, and Drew McIntyre was able to get out of the big ending. Uh, but, you know, it was one more big ending through the ropes, and Drew McIntyre got pinned. Uh, Big E retains the title. Another big match, but I don't think the women could have followed that. There is so many good matches. There was bound to be a show where the crowd just powered down for a bit mm-hmm. before they went back up for the main event, okay, which was so, exactly what happened. I mean, it was a it was a uh, four hour show, so I mean, mm-hmm. bound, but, some, plus, someone's bound to get that. Someone's bound to get yeah. the air sucked out of the room. Plus, you, know? you got uh, you know, plus you had the kickoff show, and you, you got the the Usos and the Hurt business, or you know, in the second half of that. So, you know, technically, it was about you know four and a half hours, basically, and mm-hmm. and because uh, they were pretty hyped for that kickoff show too. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's it, it, there's got to be a point where there's something just uh, kind of you, you tune out a little bit at some point because yeah, the, there yeah. were so many highs. And uh, the Big E McIntyre match continued that with the highs, and it was, uh, you know, it was a, a fairly short match in terms of WWE Championship caliber, uh, but they put so much into that that thirteen to fifteen minutes that it, it was just a, a great adrenaline rush, and that finish was so well orchestrated. The mm-hmm. way that was so smooth, I loved the finish mm-hmm. on that one. That, yeah, you see Drew McIntyre's athleticism in that in that particular match, especially with that finish when he goes for the tor- uh, tilt-a-whirl into the big ending. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, athleticism, core strength. Both of these guys absolutely delivered. We got big men slapping meat in Saudi Arabia, guys. Oh, yeah. Th- this was a big man. A lot of Haas matches on this show, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no Charlie. Goldberg. No yeah. Charlie, though. Yeah, what? No Charlie. <laughs> no Charlie. No Charlie. No Charlie. <laughs> Uh, but you have three big, three big men matches on the show. You know, you yeah. had Goldberg and Lashley, you had this match, and you had the main event with Reigns and Lesnar. So the big men owned the night. This is the land of giants, isn't it? Uh, so let's get into ratings overall. You know, people want to know your ratings, the definitive ratings. These are that you do not need to see another rating anywhere on the internet. I don't, I, you don't need to read this another is the only one. one that matters. This is the only one that matters. Okay. All right. Everyone on the internet, on every other wrestling website, will see what we say tonight, and then it will trickle down from Sports Kingdom Mountain into into their into it their will. waiting hungry mouths. That's not a lot. That's not a spoiler. It's not even a prediction. It's just just fact. <laughs> I know because ratings are subjective. It's a one fact of life. <laughs> uh, the, we, the, we do the one to ten here, so, so it gives you a little bit more idea where the show lands. One being December to dismember, the worst WWE pay per view ever. 10 being are we talking to WrestleMania? Are we talking? Are we talking WrestleMania level show? I'm gonna give the show a solid eight. I'm gonna give this show a solid eight out of ten. I think this is easily the best WWE show they've done in Saudi Arabia. Uh, there was no fat on this show. Uh, everything they tried to do was a big deal, was built up to everyone talks about WWE doesn't build matches really well and doesn't protect people well. Everyone who lost matches didn't look bad, they didn't get hosed out, you know. And a lot of young talent looks strong on the show. Lashley, even in the loss, looked good. You know, Biggie looked good. Uh, you know, a lot of people looked very, very strong and well developed here. Uh, and to say whatever you want, Mansoor is over. That's his role. He plays it well. Ali played his role well. Everyone had their spots to play, and they delivered on their spots. King of the Ring moment with Xavier Woods. Chef's Kiss, one of the best WWE shows of the year. I agree. I think. Uh... 
we could definitely got a WrestleMania caliber show to, uh, this afternoon, guys. Um, the production, from a production standpoint, when I'm sitting back and looking at everything that went into this, not only the amount of money that they spent on pyrotechnics on all the fireworks, right? But let's talk about the camels that they had on stage just hanging around. Matt Riddle, Riddle rides in the camel. I mean, th those are just production, little, little, little things for production quality, which gives me the inclination to give this and rate it around a nine, just because mm. from the production standpoint. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Kevin gives it an eight. Jose gave it a nine. And, and immediately, Why'd you have to one-up me? And immediately in my head, I'm thinking 8.5. That was the number I thought. So right okay. in the middle of you two guys, uh, you got a, a a solid hands down match of the year nominee. If it ain't and if it doesn't win, I mean, uh, off top of my head, I think the uh, uh, Roman Daniel Bryan and Roman Cesaro were probably the highly regarded matches of the year so far. I think this probably tops them. So you got one of the matches of the year. Uh, your other your your two title matches were tremendous as well. Uh, you know, there was uh, just a couple of lulls. The 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 Queen's Crown was short. Uh, you know, that was kind of a, a disappointment. But that whole tournament was a disappointment in terms of of just having focus on the matches and and uh, you know just the times that they were given there. Uh, but everybody, I thought uh, there wasn't an absolutely terrible match. Um, I thought all the championship matches were tremendous. Ali and Mansoor was great. Um, even the kickoff show match was, it was electric, even though, you know, who was going to win that one too. And so, uh, uh, I'd say, uh, it wasn't perfect, but I gave it you know, right between you two guys, 8.5. We're getting a seven out of 10 from Justin. I've seen a couple of nines here, a couple of tens, uh, and the lowest one I've seen from anyone watching with this today was a 6.5. So you have a pretty positive show. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a pretty well-received show. And I, I think anyone who, uh, there's things you, know, you could critique, but as you see with anything, there's a lot of people that are just conditioned out to watch WB shows and find something they don't like, and that's all they want to talk about. Uh, I think there was a lot on the show that you could find easily on the surface and say, I love that. I thought this was great. I love this. This was cool. If you're a casual fan, they gave you Goldberg crushing a villain. You know, if you're a diehard fan, they gave you Xavier Woods having a moment. They gave a lot of different things. So this is the challenge that WWE has that their competitor, AEW, doesn't have is they have to serve a lot of different audiences with a lot of different mm -hmm. interests. And I think it gets really, really hard, but I'll give it to WWE. They're going to do this Saudi Arabia deal. They're going to go over there with all of the sociopolitical things that hang over these shows. They're going to do these shows, and there's an audience that wants to see it. You know, mm -hmm. there's an audience that wants it. Uh, and this is a sign that I think WWE needs to do more shows outside of the United States. Yeah, yeah they were. They, they the, really, yeah. really do. They really, really do. UK needs one. Europe needs one. I think a major show in Latin America would be really interesting. Mm -hmm. A big shows in Asia would be really, really cool. That was my big thing when I left the show. Is like, I love feeling the energy of this audience. I yeah. really, really do. I always loved it when they cut to the crowd to, today. Just, just seeing a lot of the people in the crowd and just being, you know, just completely enthusiastic and and in with the show and and you could hear it too uh but you know cut into the crowd randomly you could just see it uh, they were excited to uh have a high love high scale pay-per-view and they chanted uh, for everything yeah like mm -hmm. they, they, there was non-stop was chanting a lot of uh, dueling chants in that main event and... we're, we're jaded dude we're jaded here in the united states we get to see a lot of wrestling i get to have like a major WWE show in my city every four or five months, you know, mm -hmm. and I get, we get to see a lot of really, really cool wrestling in general, even on the independent level. So even yeah. there, that's very limited. So like even their mm -hmm. exposure to pro wrestling as an art form at an independent level yeah. is what that's maybe once, once or twice a year, you know, uh, and there's the, those big Qatar shows in yeah. the Middle East as well. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they only have a handful of them, right? Yeah. The Qatar one. They also have another one. Uh, I mean, India also, they, they have a good one. Egypt, they have, uh, they have another one over there. So yeah, it's very limited. Very limited, maybe once or twice a year. And then you get these shows maybe twice a year. Uh, and so, the, I'll, I mean, yeah, I completely understand all the political things that are involved here. I'm not denying those. I'm saying just as a wrestling show, this delivered, you know, and WWE good. did a great job. And they need shows like this with people grilling them and comparing them constantly to AEW right now. Yeah. Uh, if I'm AEW, I see this. I'm like, I want to get I want to get overseas as soon as possible. Yeah. I want to get in front of fresh audiences that have maybe a slightly different in, invigorated approach. Not to say that their fans don't have that now, but it's different. You know, that those English crowds, they're, mm. they're a part of their local very well. Crowd, in AEW. You know? 
Uh, yeah. If we oh, get yeah. SummerSlam in the UK next summer, this gonna be real. I would want to go and see that. I would want to yeah. go there. And you just get like a you get a you get like a soccer style environment at a yeah. WWE show, so it's mm-hmm. very cool. You know, and people are you know you can't even compare this to any other past Crown Jewels, man. We that already blows that out of the water. Right now, we're comparing this to every other pay per view they've done this year, and it, it is gonna be in the running for the best show WWE's done this year. And that's a complete surprise because before these were just glorified house shows, they nothing major ever really happened at them. The excitement level, while the matches might have been good, it was like a live show. All the good guys are going to win, you know. And and so this was a completely different tune and it was really refreshing and it t- it turned out to be probably one of the best pay-per-views they're doing this year. Yeah, and to your point also Jeremy, you know, it, it also goes to show to all the um, WWE naysayers and critics because of the tribalism. When <laughs> WWE wants to put on a show and blow your socks off, they will do that. Yeah. And they did that today. I think yep. they did a really good job with this show. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a pay per view. They're going to give you payoffs. You know, you're going to get things paid off. You're not going to have build, 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 tease, tease, tease. You know, and. And WWE's built themselves into this position where they kind of have to save those payoffs for pay-per-views. Go behind the paywall. Get on Peacock. Get on the network, right? Uh, And that's no different than before. But when there's simply so much content, you want more payoffs, right? So I think when you get to these pay-per-views, you kind of have to recondition yourself to it. And in a weird way, every few years, and they're doing that. Yeah, they've done some big stuff on television. Biggie winning the title was was cool, you know. Uh, some surprise returns and different things like that. Uh, I'm I'm for it. I thought this was a good show, and another reminder that WWE is certainly a company that's capable of doing international events at a at a level that I don't think anyone else is able of doing right now. And I, I want to include New Japan in that. New Japan can run Japan, but can they do this in the United States? No. Uh, can they, you know, I mean, can WWE go over to Japan and sell at a football stadium? Fairly yes. certain they can. You know, like, 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 I don't think that's a bad bet. So it is something to, to remark about the sheer size and power of WWE as a brand. It shows what they can do. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see where they can go with this. You know, like, like do more. I want to see if we can do this in, do this in other big countries. You know, like do something in Brazil, do something in front of the, you mentioned those soccer crowds. Let's see it. Let's I see mean, what can happen. They've done, they did Brazil, but that was like 20 plus years ago. That was a really, really long time ago. Oh, yeah, that's where Pat Patterson got and, the uh he got the Intercontinental Championship. That's... Yeah, and, and in most recent memory, when we're when we're talking about uh you know some of these overseas shows, uh we also got to think about you know the Latin American shows, the yeah. Canadian shows. Like those those shows typically do very, very well. And I think now that we're at a point you know, with COVID starting to kind of get a little bit more controlled now again at the at the end of the year, we're going to see more WWE plan, having plans of going overseas. They did the uh, European tour just a little bit earlier this year, so I think yeah. uh, I, I think we're going to get more of this, and it's it's just a good time to be a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, and you know we've heard the reports widely that WWE wants to run stadium events. They want to run more and more big destination stadium events. And this would line up with that if they did more of these. So we will get another WWE Saudi Arabia event. Uh, This would line up with them doing it sometime in February uh, in terms of just the trajectory of how they've done this in the past years. But that could change. That could could easily change with how everything's going with COVID in the world. Yeah, and also, I mean, they did a little Peacock uh, commercial there. I think it was right before the main event, and they pretty Mm -hmm. much ran down everything. And there wasn't a Saudi show in there leading up to WrestleMania. So they probably are going to probably hold off on that, probably smack it in somewhere between WrestleMania and SummerSlam probably on the next go-around. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here. People chiming in about what the future is WWE is. Well, watch it with us. Watch it. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you've not done it already. A lot of people joining us. Thank you so much if you're watching for the first time. Join us later on tonight. Got ourselves a trivia battle, boys. Oh, I yeah. Used to, I used to hold that title. Uh, I, I, maybe, maybe in the future I can get it back. But, Jeremy, what, what, uh, you what are the it, trivia master. Tell us about what, the competitors coming what, up tonight. What, what, what is that? Uh, what is that line from Our Truth? Used used to is something about Bru- used to and Brewster. I can't remember what that line was. Our Truth <laughs> used, used to is about as old as Brewster. Uh, tonight, seven Eastern, six Central, four on the Pacific. 
Uh, we have a non-title match. Non-title match. Uh, uh, originally, we had uh, Sid SP3, your number one contender, to take on Rick Uccino, but uh, Sid not able to come to our trivia this time around. So Mr. Jose G is filling in. Now, Jose G has a unique opportunity, though. As the commissioner of the STF, the Sports Kita Trivia Federation, as, a, as, a, as the commissioner of the Fed, uh, if Jose does beat Rick tonight, the battle for the title will be a triple threat. Now that battle for the title is not going to happen until December because uh, we got uh, Survivor Series. We have a little team, little team, a little team building exercise for Survivor Series. But tonight, the champ Rick Uccino taking on Jose G in trivia. It's going to be an international flavor. Uh, some crown jewel trivia and some international trivia of your international wrestling superstars. So tune in tonight at seven Eastern. Uh, we will be back on all the socials here with Sports Kita for that big battle. Look forward uh, to it. Yeah, of course. Uh, you are keeping busy, Jose G, with with Recons of Wrestling. Yeah, this week, uh, this week we're actually taking a week off because uh, Rico is on vacation again. He has takes more vacation time this than guy. I do. This, this guy. guy, right? So he's on vacation again. Uh, but uh, since we got uh, all this stuff going around, we got the trivia tonight. I'm doing trivia instead of Rico's tonight. So, uh, the, you know, the workhorse of sports kita never stops. I'm always going to keep going, and that's why uh, Rick's going to lose tonight and find himself in a triple threat match. Comes. I'm seven. rooting for you. Ooh. I'm rooting for you. Uh, I will be busy with AAWPro.com. AAW, the premier independent wrestling organization in the world. They've launched the careers of Seth Rollins, of Ruby Soho, of Kalisto, uh, Daniel Bryan. So many names. Uh, if you want to be a pro wrestling star and you're not on that big level, this is the level you're on. We will have talent from Impact Wrestling, from AEW, joining us for three shows in two days. Three shows in two days at the world-famous Berwyn Eagles Club. Go to aawpro.com. Get your tickets. Well worth the trip into Chicago, right outside of Chicago and Berwyn. We're going to have the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament starting October 29th. Uh, and we'll have Hell Hath No Fury featuring Thunder Rosa uh, the afternoon of October 30th. And then we'll finish the Jim Lina Tournament the next night, a two-night tournament uh, featuring Josh Alexander, a man that many people think is going to become a champion at some point. Uh, coming up here. So that is the 29th, the 30th. Uh, check out all the information. Get tickets to multiple shows and watch them on fight.tv. That's F-I-T-E dot TV. You can get those pay-per-views as well. They're only $13 a pop. Uh, so definitely go check that out. I'm going to have a promo code, by the way, uh, coming up in a few days for you guys to get tickets. So uh, follow me on my Twitter. I'll post it there. Uh, and, oh. of course, you can hear me on the radio uh, over on the Re the X in Rockford, 104.9 The X. We're giving away tickets to the big WWE Super Show at the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford, Illinois, coming up December 18th. Go to the xrockford.com, the xrockford.com to win your tickets for that show and check out my interview with Dream McIntyre. Uh, so a lot of people enjoyed the show. 7.9, some more ratings coming in here at the end here. Uh, and a lot of people with different takes about what's going on here. Uh, and Anthony Manazzo about the stadium talk he says, for me, I think the next big stadium event for WWE in terms of uh, similar to Saudi Arabia would be great to go uh, soccer, uh, major soccer arenas in Germany. Oh, oh, dude! Yeah, I think Wembley. You know, something big like that. I absolutely agree with that. I, I'm, I'm down with that, buddy. I agree. Go to Europe, make the fans happy. There's a desire out there. Go where the fans mm -hmm. haven't gotten it and they want it because yeah. you get something special like we got today. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. We really, really hope you enjoyed it. That's what we're going for. Uh, is the joy of wrestling. We may bitch and moan and why didn't they follow my fantasy bookings uh, and all those different things. Okay, and I may, I may yell. That Jeremy about how he's a heel, Jeremy, uh, and all those different things. But it's more important that we remember that we're friends, that we're friends, we're family, amigos, amigos. familia, um, familia. Hey, <laughs> forget about it. Forget, forget about, about it. it. Hey, don't remember either. when watching wrestling, you got to do what, boys? Tell them. Enjoy it. You gotta enjoy wrestling. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh.